just healing parts of my body, healing hormones, healing gut issues, healing thyroid. I mean, just everything within my body, really alchemizing, releasing essentially is what that is fear, things that have stopped me in the past. You know, people talk about limiting beliefs all the time, the things that are stopping us from moving forward and overall just transforming every single thing in our life. Because when you transform one thing, it affects everything. Welcome to Royalty Redefined, where you become the queen or king of your life. If you're ready to thrive as a visionary leader and really step into your power as the creator of your reality, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Christina Kelly. I'm a coach to seven and eight figure brands and keynote speaker who loves helping ambitious leaders create the impact they were born to create. Now it's your turn. Let's dive in. We have an especially special guest on this episode of Royalty Redefined. Now, every single guest on the show has been really thoughtfully chosen and brings a ton of value to the listener, which is you. But this guest in particular is someone who has had an incredible impact on my life, and having her on my podcast is really a full circle moment. Taylor Stone and I met back when I was in my late teens, so I think that was seven years ago, and we met because she was a friend of my mom's or had been doing some work with her. And ever since then, I've been following Taylor on Instagram and also following along with her own podcast called Vibe Higher. And her podcast is one of those things that always really struck a chord with me. And I remember listening to it and thinking to myself, wow, I love this. And I love how just by listening to this as I'm walking around school or whatever I was doing back then, just listening to it really changed my life. And I actually remember talking with my mom about it. And I remember my mom looking at me one day and saying, you know, Christina, you could have a podcast like Taylor one day. I think I could see you doing that. And I remember looking at her and saying, oh my gosh, who am I to ever have a podcast? I mean, that would be amazing, but I don't know if I could really do that. Fast forward to today. And here we are. Taylor Stone is actually the first person who really inspired me to have a podcast simply by listening to her own content. And on top of that, Taylor has been my own mentor and spiritual healer for the past two years. What Taylor talks about and what she teaches is truly the definition of empowering content. Because what she does is she teaches you how to come back to your own personal power and she gives you some really unique and also really beautiful tools to really help you tap into your soul and into what it is that you are here to do. She brings a ton of value. She has a very bright light. And if you are really wanting to step into your power as a queen, which you are here right now, so I know that you do then you are going to absolutely love this episode. Taylor Stone is a leader in higher consciousness, self-mastery, and energetics. Through her top-rated podcast, Vibe Higher, and her expansive courses and mentorship, which I love, 
Taylor helps high-achieving women raise their frequency to attract what it is that they desire. She provides the tools to help women create their individual heaven on earth, working in conjunction with a higher power God and their own responsibility as a powerful co-creator. Combining her background as a formal NFL cheerleader, health sciences degrees, self-mastery, and alchemical energy healing practices, she's able to provide her clients with a wide range of proven modalities and techniques to step more into their power and impact in the world. Her mission is to help women remember the power they hold within to become their own self-healer and live out their full purpose and potential as a leader. Enjoy today's show. Welcome to the show, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Of course. I know this is going to be such a value-packed episode. And, you know, before we get into any of the amazing things that you're doing right now, I really want for people to get a little bit of a better idea of you and a little bit more of your story. You've obviously been able to accomplish so much within your career, whether it was as an NFL cheerleader, now as an incredible spiritual healer. But I would actually love for us to kind of go more back to the start. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what it was like growing up as Taylor Stone and a little bit more of just what that was like for you so people can get to know you better? I had an incredible upbringing. So my parents were both incredibly self-conscious in terms of what we ate, in terms of the way that they brought us up. So I grew up um, extremely blessed to have a large knowledge about wellness, health, and I also grew up, you know, being part of a church, you know, just what you would call pretty much an ideal childhood. I went to college and decided that I wanted to really apply everything that I had learned um, and was excited about and really get to know more of the, the health, um, I guess you could say health and wellness field. My mom's a nurse, my dad's a horticulturist. So it's kind of like having the nurse and the, the plant guy, as you could say. Um, and it was one of those things where I knew I wanted to go into the health and wellness field. And I learned everything that I possibly could while I was in college. I then had moved kind of all over the country, danced in the NFL, decided that I wanted to learn more about nutrition just to kind of have like the whole package, so to speak, because I knew I wanted to help women with their health and really achieving true health. Um, One of the things that I did deal with when I was in college that I think was really a catalyst for wanting to learn more. And even while I was going to school and even while I was in the NFL and even, you know, doing these, um, I guess you could say extra research on becoming you know, the, the health and wellness, um, educator that I wanted to be, I was still struggling a little bit with anxiety and with certain things within my mental health. And it wasn't until I started understanding that, wow, there's so much more to this life and, and then, you know, just nutrition and just what supplements you're taking. And I really wanted to learn a lot more about that. So I started, you know, my research on, mindfulness on wellness, on learning how to, you know, 
really the ultimate goal was releasing the anxiety, you know, getting rid of it and come to find out a lot of the things that I was participating in was what was contributing to it. It wasn't necessarily something that was out of my control, but I think a lot of people tend to kind of outsource and say, oh, let's put the blame on this. Let's put the blame on stress and on work and boyfriends and all those things. And I just started to recognize that we are very holistic, mind, body, soul. And so I started doing my research as much as I could, came across more spiritual concepts, came across things that would ultimately help me in that realm. And it's just been a constant evolution process, right? As we grow and just learning more about how do we reach that ultimate state of, of peak, right? Of peakness of where we are aligned in all things in our life, where we are fulfilled, where we are in joy. And so it's really been my own expansion and my own involvement, you know, from my own seeking that has allowed me to start teaching this. So today, you know, I'm no longer teaching um, wellness or nutrition or what you need to do in the gym very much part of my life, but now I'm teaching women how to change their energy, how to step more into their power, how to utilize the the things that are already available to us and that we were God-given in order to completely transform their life. And I don't say that lightly. I say that quite literally because I've seen that in my own life. And so it's been a beautiful journey and I think people tend to get a little bit nervous of like, what's my purpose, but our purpose is ever evolving. And so for me, I'm just soaking up what I'm here to teach right now and looking forward to what's in the future. I love all of this. And something that I really want to pick out from this that I really want people to recognize is that for you, it was really this journey of going within, understanding the power within, understanding you. Yeah. And all of your own power that has now really enabled you to really, you know, not only feel as great as you do, but also to really be able to inspire so much positive change in the lives of others. And I think oftentimes we spend a lot of time thinking about the things outside of us that we are really wanting to have that will create more, you know, love abundance, opportunities, which does happen. But what you're really speaking to here is that when you have a lot more in synergy within you, there's a lot more synergy outside of you as well. And that's where the journey truly begins. Amen to that. And I love that you use synergy because that's really what it is. And throughout my whole journey, I was constantly seeking things outside of me to fix me, right? To the point where within my anxiety journey, I was at a point where I didn't really know what to do. And I outsourced my, um, my way of being the the way that I was to heal this, you know, to different doctors and physician. And there's, there's a time and place for that. But I think when I look back at that time, you know, I remind myself of why I had to go through that in order to help other women, within that same realm, those women who are dealing with things like depression, like anxiety and getting them past that so that they can live out why they're here and experience again, that full expression of themselves, experience more joy, live in abundance, live in overflow. And I didn't know at the time that there were other options that this was not, it's, it's normal. It's like not confusing normal with common, right? In this time, it's very common to 
not be well, to have disease, to have anxiety, to be in fear, but it doesn't mean it's normal. So my mission, my purpose right now is to remind women and men what's possible and that you can move past all of those limitations, break through the glass ceiling, so to speak, and truly live out why you're here. Heal the things that have prevented you from stepping into that, which we are ever healing, as you know, and just truly understand that, you know, heaven is a place that we can live here on earth and really teaching the ways to heal in order to experience that. Heck yes to all of this. And something else that you really touched on here is really the value in learning from your past experiences. Now, you have had a very multidimensional past, but an experience that I'm sure a lot of people here are actually a little bit more curious about is your experience as an NFL cheerleader. And I know that you were an NFL cheerleader for a couple of different teams, and that is obviously a very, very competitive role to be able to have. I personally haven't gone through the training of an NFL cheerleader, but from what I've heard from you, from others, you know, it takes a lot to get there and then it also takes a lot to stay there. I know that every journey teaches us something different. And I know that that's something that you look back on and you've even mentioned to me in the past, it was so fun. Sometimes I go back and I watch old videos. It was a source of such joy for you. And I'm sure that people listening are probably a little bit curious about that since All of our past experiences shape us into who we're meant to be today. And so my question for you is if, you know, you can touch on a little bit of the joy that that brought you and also at the same time touch on if there were any lessons that you learned when you were in that experience that really contributed to your growth and into who you are today. Oh my gosh. So many things are are coming to my mind. So I kind of glazed over that at the beginning of part of my journey, you know, talking about the NFL, but it was such a intricate, um, beautiful, expansive. I mean, I get goosebumps every time I think about my time there. So I danced for the Arizona Cardinals, I believe from the age of, it was either 25, 26 until 27. Then I was in another relationship previously and we ended up moving to Washington, DC. So I danced for uh, the Redskins then now Washington commanders, I think is their name. I danced for them for two years. The Audition process and, you know, the the overall preparation is very much physical, but it's, it was the most challenging in terms of mindset because you have, you know, anywhere from 300 to 400 beautiful, gorgeous, talented women that are all competing for the same spot. Right. I think there was 27 women on the team on Cardinals and there was 40 when I was on um, Redskins at the time. And I, my background dance studio dance. Um, I was a swimmer competitively. I ran track competitively. So I've always enjoyed the competitive aspect of really just being on my game, if that makes sense. So that's still very much a part of me. I, I love to biohack, so to speak my body. I love to just make sure that I am in peak and prime form but I remember at the time when I was auditioning for the Cardinals, I went to, I think it was a prep class because they had classes before you could actually, you know, you didn't have to attend them, but it was, it was recommended you take them before you audition. And thank goodness I did because I was not flexible at the time anymore. Um, I hadn't danced in like 
four or five years. I needed to get my endurance up. There were just, there was a list (laughs) of things. And unfortunately, but also fortunately, when I did audition, I didn't make it my first year. And it was because all of the above reasons, I just, I didn't prep quickly enough. Um, and this was something that I really wanted. So I had to, of course, work at it. So I hired a coach. I took all the dance classes. I did. I, I went all in, as you know, because you're always going all in and everything you do as well. And fortunately, you know, with all that hard work, I ended up making the team and, One of the things that surprised me the most, just because I'm sure as most women on, you know, listening right now have experienced is, you know, I have always had interesting, I guess, relationships with other women, you know, competition, um, just, you know, I had, I had a great time in high school, but there was always things I think everyone can kind of look back on and be like, Oh, I have a little bit of a sister wound or a little bit of this, this, this with other women, but I just had nothing but an amazing experience with, the women that I made friends with. I mean, I talk to still so many of them to this day. Uh, We reminisce about our time together. And, you know, you asked about things that I learned. A lot of what I learned was just so much discipline, so much grit, so much grace from that process. Practice was grueling, but it was also fulfilling when you're out on the actual dance floor, which is the stadium, right. When you're dancing. And so we got to do so much traveling, um, different trips for the military, which was great to give back. And so, you know, as I'm talking about this, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm very open that, you know, I probably would have danced longer than I did, but I know everything was meant you know, of course, divinely. And so it was an amazing experience. I know that there has been a lot said, um, specifically about one of the teams I danced on. And, you know, I just have nothing but great things to say about my experience, about my directors. Um, I could probably say more, (laughs) um, but that being said, I mean, it really, it really primed me into who I am and taking self-accountability, taking self-responsibility, um, you know, of course there with anything, there are some downsides, you know, I did a lot of things that I wouldn't say I could take back. I learned from it, but things like taking care of your body, you know, I was eating very healthy, but I was undernourished. So it affected my hormones. So things like that ultimately helped me to teach hormones at one point. So an amazing journey. I would go back in two seconds (laughs) if I could. Um, but it was overall such an amazing, amazing experience. I love that. And I know that most people are probably listening to this podcast recording, but her face was lighting up the whole time she was talking about (laughs) this, smiling from ear to ear. And I think that's probably one of the ways that you know that you were doing something that was in alignment for you. It's lighting you up. You're excited about it. And I know that with this, there was so much, obviously, grit that went into that. Mm. I've heard it's very very intensive and extensive training, which you wouldn't guess because the cheerleaders make it look so easy. Oh, but yeah. that's that's all a part of it, right? It takes hard work to make it look that easy. This is something too that as you're speaking, I can feel how this was such an exciting, pivotal and fun part of the journey for you. Mm-hmm. I know that off air, you've also you know mentioned to me and in some of the courses that you've taught as well that the way that you got into this was by somebody mentioning it to you. You didn't yes. have this lifelong dream yes. necessarily of being an NFL cheerleader. And so this is one of the many ways in which you have, I want to say, manifested mm-hmm. a beautiful source of joy into your life with that combination of following your joy from a young age with starting that dance 
putting yourself in environments with other people. And then, you know, ultimately really that grit that I think isn't talked about maybe in manifestation enough, really doing the work. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit more on this topic of manifestation, because I know you've manifested this incredible time in the NFL. You've manifested so many other incredible things. I mean, we could be on this show for the next three hours, like <laughs> just with the list of it. So we're not going to dive into every single thing, but kind of now pivoting onto the topic of manifestation. I know that there's women and also men who are listening to this and thinking, maybe I've heard this term. I think I, I think I might have manifested something here and there. I, I don't really get the whole thing. Yeah. So I would love it if you could break down a little bit what manifestation means to you. Oh, wow. Manifestation is essentially what you're energetically feeling within what your soul has, has brought to you as part of the mission and ultimately what you're wanting to attract being sent out, you know, to the quantum field, to the universe, whichever you choose to call it. And that being mirrored back to you via you already becoming it. Right. So manifestation to me is I am already that. Right. So an example, and this is silly, but we've all done it. And it's silly to kind of look back on, but I don't regret any of it. So when I was going to audition for the Arizona Cardinals, I cut out a picture of my head and I put it on one of the cheerleaders on their poster <laughs> and forgive me for whoever's cheerleader, um, whoever's face I covered up, but I put that, I put one in my room when I was living, um, in my apartment. And then I think I put one in my car and I did the same exact thing when I, we, we drove to Washington DC, of course, with all their things. I did the same exact thing on our U-Haul. I had a picture of my face on top of <laughs> an already uh, made the team cheerleader. Right. And this was actually before I even knew what manifestation was. I had no idea and call that naive, call that what you want. But at the time to give you context, I was just into fitness and nutrition. That was it. I didn't, you know, I have a background. I mentioned church early on because I think we can talk about that a little bit more. I had, you know, an idea of higher power, but I didn't really think too much of it. You know, it was more, uh, more so I have something that I want. I am going to pretend. And again, you know, there's so much that goes into this now. I wouldn't recommend anyone just pretend that they're there, but I pretended like I was on the team. I did the work. That's something that you know, we'll talk about a lot. I put in the time and energy. I just didn't sit on my couch and wait for it to happen. I knew what I needed to do. Like I mentioned, I hired someone. I knew how I needed to get physically in shape and I went for it. And again, I didn't make it the first time, but I made it after that. And really when I look back at my life, it's always happened in that way where I had my eye set on something, whether someone brought it to my attention, because I truly believe that God will work through other people. And he truly knows what it is that you want on a soul level, even though you don't, right? We have a personality, we have a soul, or if you want to call it an ego and a higher self. And just looking at my life from just back, even in you know, middle school, the manifestations that happened, it was, it was not just me saying, oh, I want this. It was me saying, I want it pretending, right? Imagination is everything. Pretending like I had it, tapping into that childlike, what if it happened state, and then aligning to it, putting in the necessary work. So for me, there's, and I know we could talk about this all day, but there's, there's a lot to manifestation, but there isn't. And I know that that's very contradicting, 
But at the same time, when you have that focus and it's a true desire, right? If it's not a true soul desire, I believe you're going to have a very hard time manifesting that. And what I mean is, you know, say that someone has something that you think looks nice and fancy, but your soul doesn't really want it. You may spend your entire lifetime trying to achieve that, but it's not what your soul came here to do. So there are ways to quantum leap, so to speak, energetically becoming it, as I talked about, and overall just becoming in alignment with it and doing the work, right? And you are very familiar. uh, You understand that very well. And I think that there can be people who hear this manifestation, um, you know, do meditations, do things of that sort. But if you're still not in alignment with it and you're not putting in the inspired action towards it, not to say that it'll never happen, but it's taking a lot longer than it has to, right? Yes to all of this, especially this last part of really putting in that aligned action, because a lot of what I've heard um, from other people or word of mouth or whatever it is, is oh, I'm going to manifest. And I'm like, oh, what what are you doing to manifest this? I'm going to manifest it. What does that mean? What are you doing? And I think about this too. I think someone was explaining to me the other day, it might've been you or someone I, I forget, but someone was, was explaining it to me, like imagine walking up to, you know, let's just say another person. And or let's just say that you want to walk up to this amazing job that you want to interview for, let's say. And you walk up to the person interview you, interviewing you and you say, I want you to give me the job. And they say, okay, awesome. Tell me about your credentials. Tell me or like tell me why you really want this job. Why are you passionate about this? And you just go, I'm going to manifest it like I'm here. They're yeah. going to look at you and be like, but, but can you show me that you want it? Because I just really want to confirm that this is the right place for you. And that's what I think about when I think about like doing the work with manifestation. It's not just you walking up to the person who can provide you with the opportunity and saying, I want it. It's you walking up to the, you know, energetically speaking, you approaching the opportunity and saying, you know what, if I really believe I'm meant to have this job, have this relationship, have whatever it is you want to manifest, how am I going to start showing up? So that way it's, it's almost as if it's very natural for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, of course this person is prepared to receive. And I think that going back to what you said of doing the work, taking action, this is a very integral part of, you know, manifesting anything. And Taylor, I know you are someone who has such a beautiful light. You're very bubbly. You're very fun. But let's also be real. You're a badass, right? You go after- <laughs> This like, is true. Yes, this is true. It, it is true. You go after everything that you want. You know, I know a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, we are attracting also that community here. And so, you know, for people who are hearing manifestation, I really wanted to take a moment to like dive into this, right? It's really doing that work. And another thing too, Taylor, that you touched on as well that I want for you to elaborate just a little bit more on is true soul desire, So how do you really tell if something is a true soul desire? Because you mentioned if it's not, then it's not going to happen for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd love for you to describe this a little bit more for people who are really new to this topic. Yeah. So one of the ways when I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, go back and just really think back of how I've seen things that I've desired and 
how I have manifested them. And then also some things that I thought I desired and I really did it. Right. So the main for me, and I, I know this applies to so many other women and they'll resonate for me. It's a desire that just doesn't go away. That if I am trying to suppress it, if I'm trying to get it out of my head, if I am trying to just eliminate it, so to speak, because of fear, right? You know, I have to alchemize and release fear just like anyone else does. I have times when I'm deeply uncomfortable and I have to do the work around it. And so for me, it's just that that calling that does not go away because I truly believe, and a mentor told me this once that your desires are God wanting to come out and play. And you can use whichever, whatever you feel is best for you, but really it's, you know, the universe wanting to use you as an expression to create this thing or be a part of that thing. And so I found that when I have suppressed desires, it manifests in crazy ways. Like I will be anxious. I will be restless. I won't be sleeping at night because it's on my heart, but my, my ego, my personality is so uncomfortable with it for whatever reason that I am trying to push it away or push it down. And this goes with anything, right? With any type of healing, what you don't acknowledge will just completely create chaos in your life. So you want to acknowledge things. You want to acknowledge how you're feeling. You want to acknowledge your feelings or your emotions. And I don't think that your desires are any different. So for me, a true soul desire is something that you just can't shut down. It's nearly impossible to completely shut out. Now, does it happen? Yes, because people will get into anxiety. They will experience depression. I don't feel like anyone ever has depression or has anxiety in the sense that it's, it can be temporary. I acknowledge it of course. And I've had my own obviously experience and seek help initially, but also, you know, do the work around it to discover more of yourself of where is it that I'm suppressing who I am, what my soul came here to create. So there's many different ways, as I'm sure you've noticed, you know, in my teachings and in my programs, how to do this, you know, asking, praying to whoever you choose to pray for, asking for more information to be revealed to you of what that true desire is, and then taking action on it, you know, going for it. It's go- If it's something that's new, it's going to be uncomfortable. There's just no way around that. Our ego will freak out anytime something, it's like a little red flag that's not really a red flag. It's not telling you you shouldn't do this. That's actually more of like an indicator that you should do this, right? An example would be, you know, that I've had my podcast now for gosh, almost four years. My intention was to do solo podcasts for like six months and then turn it into an interview. And my soul has been like bringing it up over and over again. We have to start interviewing. We have to start interviewing. Taylor, did you hear that? We have to start interviewing. And I'm like, I got it. I got it. And so now I'm in the process of actually taking action to that because it's just something that isn't going away, right? It's something that I truly desire on a soul level. Maybe my personality isn't always on board because of the logistics, right? What about rescheduling? What about, you know, editing? Like all these things that, yes, it's part of the process, but that's a true soul desire that I know I have that once I take action on that, more will be revealed. My ultimate manifestations, you know, I've shared some with you and won't share on the podcast, but I know that also those things that I'm wanting to create 
will potentially happen because of the interviewing or I meet someone. We just never know how something's going to manifest, who we're going to meet, who we're going to gain a relationship or build a relationship with. And so we need to take out the how, right? We just have to follow the desire and trust. Sounds easier said than done, but trust is a muscle. Faith is a muscle. And when you continuously build that, you take action, even when it's uncomfortable. If you're here right now, I know that you truly are royalty redefined and deciding right now that it's time for you to step into your power as the queen of your life. And I want to give you a special resource completely for free to really help you do this on a whole integrative level. I am super excited to share with you my inner queen meditation, which is a two minute power meditation to really help you tap into the energy of your inner queen. This meditation is guaranteed to leave you feeling not only more empowered, but more confident and clear in your role as a leader and as the queen of your life. To get access to this meditation completely for free, all you have to do is text the word QUEEN, that's Q-U-E-E-N, to 833-459-3914. Again, that's accessing your free two-minute inner queen meditation by texting the word QUEEN to 833-459-3914. If you need to take a second to pause this episode, text me the word QUEEN to 833-459-3914 right now to make sure that you get this free meditation to tap into your inner queen. All right, let's get back to the episode. This is all so powerful. I feel like I need to go back and listen to that part again. (laughs) Seriously, because what you spoke to so clearly there is the power and really understanding the power within ourselves, the power within our own desires, and also the power in our intuition. Sometimes it's the power in those things that maybe we don't see, maybe those things that we aren't actively voicing, but those little nagging thoughts, a little nagging desire, those little quiet whispers mm-hmm. that are really guiding you in the direction of more abundance and joy and fulfillment than you might know how to experience on simply a personality or ego level. Now, there's just so much that we could really say on that, but I want to take a little bit of a transition into what I like to call one of your secrets. And this <laughs> is alchemical energy healing. This I've been learning from Taylor Stone has transformed my life on countless levels. That in itself could be a whole nother episode, but this is something that not everybody's teaching right now. Mm -hmm. This is something that more people I believe should be teaching. And there's a lot of people are probably hearing this and their curiosity is piqued. They're like, what is this? And so Taylor, because I know this is such a big part of your teachings, your programs, your own transformation, my own transformation, I would love for us to have you talk a little bit more about this. You know, what exactly is alchemy and mm-hmm. how um, if people wanted to just better educate themselves on this, how could they learn a little more about it? Yeah. So alchemy is transpiring in everything that we do. So via this conversation, there is alchemy that is happening. So alchemy essentially is the 
transfer of, you know, I think a lot of times when people hear alchemy, they think of something like a rock being turned into gold or something that is non-pleasant being turned into gold. And yes, that's true. And that's very powerful. And alchemical energy healing is essentially taking a lower frequency, things like fear, unworthiness, unconsciousness, energy, um, competition, energy, pain, shame, anything that is let's call it, I don't believe anything's a negative emotion because, and, and this is frequency that we're talking about. I don't believe anything's negative, but it's things that we want to heal within our body. So within alchemy, it's the process of taking higher frequencies, things like more light healing, alchemy, uh, love, joy, bliss, different things that are what we want to experience more of what we came here for and transforming those lower level energies into more higher frequencies. And so to give you an idea of why we need this and how basically I came across it, we all come to the planet from different lifetimes. So we're going there from different lifetimes of experiencing different things, right? So we have all had many, many, many lifetimes, which we experience things, right? I mean, even looking back at, we're technically still in COVID, but even looking back at COVID, you know, that was a very traumatic experience for so many people on different levels, right? A lot of trauma from either losing someone, um, losing your job, different things, the fear that accumulated from that. When we have multiple lifetimes, we tend to pick up these lower frequencies. We have these experiences and they manifest within our physical body into things like disease, things like um, not feeling powerful enough, right? Having a lot of fear. I think a lot of times when people have phobias, most of that is from a past life experience that they just don't have awareness of. So for me, when I started researching more into spirituality, you know, vibration is kind of where I first started of, Ooh, I want to learn how to raise my vibration. I was contacted by now one of my dear friends who basically said, Hey, I came across your profile. Um, this is something that I've been learning a lot more about. I feel like you might be interested. She invited me to a virtual event. I attended it. I fell in love with it. I felt like I remembered it from doing it many, many times. And that was a, now thinking back 2018. And it's been what has transformed me the most on every single level. I mean, from just healing parts of my body, healing hormones, healing gut issues, healing thyroid. I mean, just everything within my body, really alchemizing, releasing essentially is what that is. Fear, things that have stopped me in the past. You know, people talk about limiting beliefs all the time, the things that are stopping us from moving forward and overall just transforming every single thing in our life. Because when you transform one thing, it affects everything throughout. It affects the whole world. And so I've always seen this type of a healing and any healing that anyone's doing in any modality as such a high service because what we heal within, we heal without. So our world is within. And as we do more of this work, we're quite literally raising the frequency of the planet. We're teaching other people, but we're also as a byproduct via our energy healing everything around us. And so I like to think of my work as being that of a healer, but also, you know, the, the really powerful and necessary self-mastery aspects, because I think that especially within the spiritual community, we can lean 
towards one or the other a lot easier than integrating them. And for me, and I've said this, I don't know how many times you've heard me say this, that spirituality without self-mastery is suffering. And I say that because we can be, you know, floating in the cosmos and doing all this work, but if you don't know how to control your triggers, if you haven't done the shadow work, if you haven't done that self-awareness, self-responsibility work, then you are not going to be doing yourself any favors. Right. And then the opposite is true as well. If you're only doing personal development, you're only, you know, learning about ways to do X, but you're not actually focusing on the soul work. It's the same scenario because you're going to feel a disconnect. So I like to think of my work as a way to integrate both of them. That way women are, are equipped on, on both ends, right. They're able to have these amazing, you know, consciousness moments where they're opening up more to their own soul, their own information, which is a lot of what alchemy is, is opening yourself up the remembrance of who you are, being able to communicate with your soul, being able to know what your next steps are, what is a true desire. Right. And then also when you have those, Oh shit moments, you don't spiral out of control. (laughs) right? Where you have something happen and you don't, and I am used to be the most reactive person I know, like trigger happy, like no other blaming everybody, making excuses for everything. Oh, it wasn't me. No, that was the other person. So to see that own transformation in myself has just been amazing. I never thought it was possible. Um, but that just goes to show, you know, how much can transpire from this work. Absolutely incredible. I remember when I first heard about all this from you, the first thing that really came to my own mind was, I feel like this is like too good to be true. I was like, and and it's not because I thought you were a liar or anything, but just because, (laughs) but just because it just sounds so incredible. And as someone who has actively been a student of Taylor's for now over two years, I can say this is real. And it's not too good to be true. And I mean, if you want to learn more about this, we're going to get into ways to contact you, you know, here really soon. But this is just another really, really powerful tool that people can use to transform their life, to bring about their manifestations, but more importantly than any of that, to truly understand who they are and really what they're here to do. Doing things such as alchemizing fear can quite literally heal things within your body. It can quite literally heal anxiety. It can heal different illnesses that you've had. I've seen this in my own life. I mean, this is a whole nother episode, but it's so powerful. And I want for anyone listening to this, who's also thinking that sounds too good to be true. Take it from me, who was a total skeptic at first. This is real. This is so, so powerful. And it's something that I really believe that the more that people learn about this, then the more that we're just able to make the world a better place. Imagine what it'd be like if everyone knew how powerful they are. That sounds absolutely, absolutely incredible. So Taylor, at this point, we have touched on so many different parts of you. And I love bringing in the multidimensionality of guests, right? There are so many parts of you. There's like the NFL cheerleader, Taylor, who is super fun and she's dancing, right? And then there's like this super like powerful, badass, like, let me tell you about my healing business. And she is like changing so many lives. I know I'm a part of her containers. But then there's also this other part of you that I kind of want to bring to light for a moment here. And this is the playful Taylor. And I think it's so fun to bring to light the multidimensionality and like the people on the show, because oftentimes you only get 
one side of someone's story. You only get one side of someone. I'm over here like, let's like tear down that curtain. Let's <laughs> like, let's see all of everybody, right? Because it yeah. helps us then feel more free to fully express ourselves. So mm-hmm. Taylor, I would love to know, can you just like tell us a little bit about what you like to do for fun, some things that light you up, just anything like that, because I'm sure that other people would love to hear about that too. Definitely. And I love that you touched on multi-dimensionality. And so for those of you who are like, I have no idea what that means. It's essentially just allowing like the multifaceted parts of you out that we are not meant to be one thing. We don't have to be one thing. We don't have to look one way. We can express ourselves this way. And then tomorrow express ourselves this way. And for me, you know, one of the things that I I'm very, very passionate about, obviously, is this work. And so a lot of the way that I teach may come across super serious, but it's really just me being like, I got to get this information out. Time to get down to the nitty gritty, time to spread some truth and some knowledge. But then there's, you know, the part of me that is 99% of the other time where I am just like, talking to friends and, you know, being out and about. And I am a very sarcastic, very playful, um, (laughs) very fun person, you know, and that, I know that does come across on social media and I very much share that, but I think sometimes people can take this work too seriously. And I truly feel like in, in anything, you know, we have to laugh, we have to joke, we have to make it light, not light as in L I G H T, but like light as in just like light as a feather, because it can get heavy, right? I mean, I'm not going to go into some stuff that we do within the inner circle in, in healing, but there can be some very heavy stuff that we have to move out, which is part of the alchemy process that if I don't tap back into, you know, the fun aspects of me recognize that the whole point of why we're here is to live in joy is to live in fun. And that's the reason why we're doing that work, right? To be honest, then, you know, what's the point, (laughs) so to speak. So that I would say is, is my, my main, um, I wouldn't even say go-to, but like my main state frequency most of the time. And you see, you know, within the inner circle and, and then, you know, even our mentorship calls, like I like to make it fun. I like to make very serious things also fun and, you know, crack jokes here and there. And that's very much who I am, but that's not all of who I am. So you could hear me on a podcast and I am just like straight and narrow, like let's get this done. And then you could see me jumping on social media and I'm like making jokes and, you know, having a good time and being inappropriate at times too. (laughs) And it's all me and it's all perfect. And and that's um, something that I've had to, I wouldn't say work on, but allow as part of, of who I am, because I think in this space, we can try to take ourselves too seriously because we have, you know, that mission, we have goals, we have certain things. And I have really just allowed, you know, my full self to be seen, right. When it comes down to it, the success that every single one of us are looking for is going to come from that willingness to be seen the amount of realization of we are already worthy. And, you know, we touched on manifestation and I didn't talk about this, but feeling worthy of what it is that you want is a huge part, right? It's a huge part because if you're not energetically matching it, then it's, you can't attract what you aren't right. We attract what we are. So 
That is, um, I'm glad, glad you brought that up because that's very much a huge part of me. I mean, I am rarely serious. And I think a lot of that is because I'm just so happy all the time. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's something that, um, I'm very proud of because I could have easily let my anxiety and, you know, my misery at the time be forever. You know, I, I took, and I've talked about this, I don't know how many times on podcasts, you know, I was on Prozac for like, I don't, I don't know. It was like six months to a year. And I could have just let that be my identity for the rest of my life. But I knew that there was so much more than living, you know, in that state because it didn't make me feel good. I I got my anxiety to go away, but I also didn't have any emotion (laughs) at all. Right. So I just, I feel super blessed to have learned about this work and the people that I've met because of it. And, um, yeah, absolutely incredible. And just FYI too, for anyone who's listening to this, Taylor has the cutest new dog named Buddha. I don't even think he's a puppy anymore. (laughs) I haven't even met him. I feel like attached to him though, because Taylor posts pictures of him on Instagram, her energy work is incredible, but also this dog, you guys like follow her, <laughs> follow her on Instagram just for the dog. <laughs> like This Buddha dog is, is his so- own. Uh, he's his own character. Yeah. He's <laughs> awesome. He still is he's- a puppy, even though he's humongous. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. He's a big white fluffy Samoyed. Is that yep. how you pronounce mm-hmm. it? Oh yep. my gosh. Such a little cutie pie. And I remember too, you know, when Taylor got him, one of the things that you mentioned, I forget if it was on one of our one-on-one calls or on your group coaching call or whatever, but you talked about the joy that this dog brings you and how beautiful it is just to see this puppy living life just so happily. And I think that too is such a beautiful metaphor for really a way that we can spend part of our lives living. It's not always going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies, Mm -hmm. but more of it can be good than sometimes we allow ourselves to think. We can be in that almost like joyful puppy-like state, like what we see from Buddha, her fluffy dog, more often than not. And I think, you know, looking at other people who really are living life like this, despite their struggles, is such a beautiful way for us to also see, you know, if they had their struggles and they got through it, then I bet that I could find myself living in that greater elevated state as well. Yeah. And anything is possible too. You know, I think that it's very easy, especially with social media. And I've been very open about this, about, you know, using social media as a tool, but not as your life, because, you know, we were talking about grit early on and, you know, we don't see the behind the scenes. We see the manifestations and what people want to show. Right. And, and I'm very much as, I don't like the word guilty, but I very much am a part of that as well, where I may talk more freely about it in my courses with the women that I mentor, but I'm not one to also, you know, completely share everything that's happening in my life. So I think that's such a huge thing to touch on that, you know, we can be going through something, but ultimately it's growing us. It's part of the deal, right? We don't get to have these big expansive lives without having some things happen. And that's where we have to just remind ourselves. And I have this picture up in my office. that says, if you want to wear the crown, you must bear its weight. And it's a reminder for me, you know, I, most of my days are amazing, but I also have integration days. I have days where, you know, I'm processing, you know, the lower frequencies that we're talking about. And I have to remind myself it's part of the job. This is part of the job, not to be confused with suffering, very, very different. And just as a reminder that, you know, we get to generate our joy. 
So that's something that I see everyone that has their own responsibility to cultivate every single day. I don't jump out of bed and do cartwheels, right? Like I have a very slow morning and I drink my coffee slow and then I prime myself and I do the necessary healings that I teach in my programs and then I'm ready to go. And then I have this really proactive, um, you know, way of being to where like, I feel like I can deflect things left and right. You know what I mean? It's like, I can basically get, have like an, a magical day. And if things come at me, then I have the opportunity to choose to let that bring me down, or I can see it just as a lesson. And so that being said, I think it's just something to remember that, you know, there's not one person on the planet that goes through, you know, three months at a time with zero hiccups. We all have it. And that's the grit. It's like, okay, well, I will get through this. I will, you know, I'll be resourceful. I'll figure it out, but that doesn't define me, right? It's going to pass as all things do. And I'm just going to come out more resourceful and stronger than I was before. Heck yes, you are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I love this. This has been such an incredibly powerful interview. And just to wrap it up, I have two final questions for you. So my second to last final question for you is what does leading with love mean to you? Leading with love is really tapping into that, to me, Christ-like state, you know, which has taken me a long time to say, considering I have a whole host of things getting over, um, you know, church and things like that. But now the, the state that I'm in right now, the, the place that I'm in right now is just leading from a place of generosity, of compassion, of service, right? Because especially in this time, there's so many things that are unpredictable, but you can control how you give, how much you can, you know, choose to just go a little bit above and beyond for someone. So for me, it's just, it's living in a space of overflow, as well of making it a responsibility for you to be successful in whatever that is. And however that looks like to you in order for you to have that overflow to give to other people. Beautifully said. That's a great question. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Everybody has said something different and it's in really beautiful, all with the lens of just such love and joy for the world. But it's been so beautiful to hear different people's responses. And so I really enjoyed that. And I'm sure our audience did too. My final question for you is this. So I'm sure at this point, our audience is like, okay, how do I work with Taylor Stone? How can I at least learn more about her, right? You've had this incredible journey of really mastering yourself and then healing even within yourself anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. So much fear you've manifested. We didn't even touch on this, your dream relationship. Mm -hmm. You're living in a beautiful home. You have your dream dog, your dream business. Life is perfect and you don't have your hard times, but you have manifested so much. And I know because I've been a part of your programs. I've also been one of your one-on-one clients that Taylor is that person who really will hold you accountable to your growth. The reason why I keep on coming back to her time and time again, and honestly, not always reinvesting in other coaches I work with, is because Taylor tells you the truth. She's always learning and growing herself, and so she shares that with you. And she also has no problem calling you out with love, especially as a one-on-one client, and that's exactly why I knew that I wanted to work with her. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, you know, 
I have maybe a little bit of anxiety that I really want to work through. Or maybe you're listening to this and you don't even know why, but something about what she's saying is really resonating with you. Don't question that. I, I'm like, and I'm saying this as someone who's been a part of your containers for so long now. They're so transformative and Taylor just has such a gift to share with the world. And so Taylor, I would really love for you to tell the audience, you know, a way that they can find you, learn more about you, um, maybe just learn more about what it is that you're offering. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That was super sweet. And uh, the growth that you have had has been amazing and you're such a light. So thank you for all that you're doing and providing to your community. Um, the best way to find me would be my podcast, which is called vibe higher. Uh, second way to find me would be my Instagram, which is I am Taylor stone for the people in the future who are really thinking, wow, Taylor is just so powerful. What you teach is so powerful. I've heard from Christina how powerful it is. Just make sure that you keep on following Taylor on Instagram and also tune into her podcast to really be able to get a lot of these teachings because even with your free content, you do also provide so much value and insights there. And so I'm so excited for the people listening to the show to really be able to learn more, to be able to dive deeper into this work. And it has just been such a joy to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always amazing speaking with you, talking to you, and I hope the listeners got some value from this. Amazing. Well, everybody, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and to learn more about how you can lead with love. Make sure to go ahead and check out all of Taylor's things. They are also going to be in the description and in our show notes, and I hope that you have an amazing day.